G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, one of those issues that is increasingly coming to the fore, especially since the definition of marriage has changed and same-sex couples are now marrying in Australia, the issue of surrogacy comes to the surface. So what do we think of surrogacy as Christian believers? Is there a problem with surrogacy? Isn't it something that, in fact, is happening right now and that some people think is just a normal way of coming to have a child? Well, let's talk through some of those issues. Bill Muhlenberg's been writing about this of recent days with us once again for a Culture Watch update. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Well, Bill, lots of people arguing about the moral and social legitimacy of surrogacy. You've been writing about it of recent days. Uh, Does it get a tick or a cross? Well, it's uh, certainly been in the news more of late, uh, partly simply because of all the new reproductive technologies. I mean, 50 years ago, we couldn't be talking about things like this, hardly at all. Uh, It takes technology to start raising the many ethical questions, and then, of course, with the recent uh, debate on homosexual marriage, uh, that, of course, also has to include the idea of homosexuals having children, which, of course, they cannot do. (laughs) So they have to resort to things like surrogacy and IVF and the like to get children. So, yeah, it's a newish issue in some senses, and, uh, well, for those who spend a bit of time looking at it. It certainly does raise a number of problems, moral problems, medical, uh, personal, relational, social. Uh, In fact, I've got enough that uh, a forthcoming book will look at all the many problems associated with it. Bill, when we talk about surrogacy, there is a couple, whether they be a heterosexual couple or homosexual couple, and they would be looking to use a surrogate to have a child, and of course the issues there with uh, whose egg, whose sperm, then there is a woman who is involved, and then there's the child that is the product of that particular arrangement, Uh, some would even say transaction. Uh, There are a lot of complications that can develop between all of those different people involved. Yeah, well, that's right. There's, as you suggested, plenty of players in the deal. Instead of mom, dad, and the baby, there's often, well, you might have a committee, a team of scientists, a whole bunch of players, some uh, with the exchange of money, some without. Uh, Almost all surrogacy, for example, involves IVF, in vitro fertilization. So that process has to be gone through, as you say, if, if a husband cannot supply the sperm for whatever reason, or the, the woman, the egg, those can be donated. And, of course, the surrogate is, a, in effect, a donated womb. She's going to carry this baby for nine months and then is expected to just relinquish it without a twinge of guilt or, uh, you know, 
personal concern for what's been growing in her body for nine months. So on just about all fronts, there's a number of players and a number of problems, and we've had plenty of uh, even court cases, you know, um, a caring mother after the baby is born, looks at the baby that she's known for nine months and says, no, I'm, I'm, I can't do this. I can't give this baby away. So plenty of legal battles have also taken place because of the kind of the messy nature of things like surrogacy. Bill, the temptation here is to look at the parents, uh, the proposed parents, the adults involved in the transaction, and have a certain sympathy towards them if they're not able to have their own child. But I imagine the best way to look at these sorts of things as you're making an assessment is to look for the welfare for the child. What are your thoughts on the child in all of this that's going on that that is beyond the child's control? Whenever children are involved, we should be thinking about them and not just of adult desires. Um, Obviously, um, well, a whole range of issues uh, we do this, this, the issue of, uh, well, easy divorce. Now, it's one thing if a mom and a dad can't get together and agree to live together, but when there's children in the marriage, uh, often, sadly, the child is not really considered uh, when the, the parents break up. So it's certainly the same here. Uh, there's a desire on the part of parents to have children. That's a fully normal and natural and healthy desire, but... Uh, well, life offers no guarantees. There's no fundamental right to a child as such. Uh, you know, those couples who want children, it's a blessing when they have them. But uh, we don't always get what we want. And sometimes when we go about processes like this, it really becomes little more than the commodification of children. It's kind of like an assembly line. It's manufacture again, with so many different players and so many people expected to give and take, um, often the children are the last ones who are really carefully considered. It's more about what you adults really, really want. Bill, for a long time, Christian people have been real fans of the idea of adoption, and it hasn't always been easy for parents to adopt a child. A lot of people are putting surrogacy in the same boat and talking about it in the same sentence, uh, saying it's very, very much the same as adoption. But there are some very, very big differences, especially when we get to some of the ethical issues. Yeah, well, look, no question about that. Uh, For the most part, adoption is, you know, it's a good thing if a child, for any number of reasons, finds him or herself without mom and dad, well, there's a there's an emergency that's created. There's a child in desperate need of getting him some kind of substitute family. So the principle, at least until recently, uh, has been that you try to find the closest possible thing. You know, it was almost always at first, obviously, a married heterosexual couple had a stable marriage and who could provide for that uh, child the kind of nearest thing to what he or she would have had with his own mom and dad. Um, so the welfare of the child was always considered. Of course, now we got single parents demanding the right to have children, a homosexual couples, so all that is thrown out. But the fundamental point of adoption always has been, here we've got an emergency situation, a child exists, it's in need of parents, whereas surrogacy is actually quite the opposite. 
there we have adults who don't have a need. They just have a very strong desire to have children. So children are created, uh, you might argue, artificially or certainly with uh, assisted reproductive technologies. So in the one case, a child is in need of a parent. In the other case, adults are wanting to have a child and going through fairly extraordinary means to get a child. Of course, that concept of buying and selling babies for a lot of people, whether they hold to Christian faith or not, uh, that is a very challenging concept uh, to turn children into commodities and even the mothers to turn women's bodies into incubators uh, for a saleable commodity. Uh, There are some issues there too, Bill. Well, certainly are. I mean... We can distinguish between what's known as commercial surrogacy, where certainly there is a financial transaction that takes place. There is what's called altruistic surrogacy, where in theory there's no payment. But even there, as I say, you always have to use the IVF process. You're paying IVF clinics, so money is still exchanged. But we all rightly today are concerned about things like sexual trafficking, you know, the whole idea of selling people, whether women or children, for money, you know, we're rightly incensed that this is outrageous, it should be outlawed, but in effect, certainly with commercial surrogacy, uh, well, it's really the same. We're paying money so that we can buy and sell babies, and we're seeing in a lot of third world countries, you know, poor women who, well, you know, they're, they're desperate to stay alive, you get rich Westerners, they'll come over to, say, Thailand or India or any number of countries, pay a poor woman so much money, have her carry the baby for nine months, and then come back and grab the baby, if it's a satisfactory deal. We've had plenty of horror stories of, uh, you know, in one case, twins were born, the commissioning couple liked one of them, but not the other. So it really is, uh, certainly with the third world involved, uh, almost the type of sexual trafficking, uh, certainly baby buying, and a lot of ethical questions there. Do you think ethicists or indeed politicians who might be making more decisions about surrogacy into the future will take into consideration the priorities of a child over the interests of particular lobby groups? I suspect there's going to be a lot of pressure coming from some lobby groups if there is uh, heat when it comes to this issue, Bill. No question. It's often... The way things go, uh, the lobby groups have the loudest voice, and the children, of course, have basically no voice or very quiet voice, so their voice isn't heard. Um, Well, as we already mentioned, the homosexual lobby, of course, very vocal, very active, a very small minority group, but, uh, you know, 1% to 2% of the population just managed to overturn thousands of years of our understanding of what marriage is here in Australia. So they, of course, as we said, they cannot have children as they, uh, you know, pursue this lifestyle. So the only way they can do it is through things like IVF and surrogacy and the like. So they will be lobbying hard. And again, the children will be voiceless. And unless we as Christians and others, there's plenty of secular folks concerned about surrogacy as well, unless we stand up for the voiceless, for those who cannot defend themselves, well, uh, politicians tend to get swayed easily by the loud lobby groups, so this is a very important issue indeed. 
Well, Bill, always appreciate your insights. I'll point people to BillMuhlenberg.com or you can simply Google Culture Watch and people will be able to read for themselves your thoughts on adoption versus surrogacy. Bill Muhlenberg, always great getting an update and thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.